Welcome to the first ever episode of Woman Redeemed, the podcast where we're going to talk about everything it means to be a woman, from our hearts to our homes, our relationships to our walk with Jesus and our testimonies. We are going to learn to see how each and every one of these areas and experiences have been bought with the blood and called to be redeemed. I'm your host, Taylor Frankford. Let's dive right in. Today, I want to have our first ever episode be a little bit of a get to know me. I want to share a little bit about myself. I want to share why I even wanted to start a podcast in the first place and the vision of what I see Woman Redeemed being and becoming. So first off, a little bit about myself. Um, I grew up in church. Um, I have been... uh, in this for as long as I can remember, apostolic Pentecostal, part of the UPC. My parents um, got saved when I was two years old. So this is all I have ever known. I got baptized when I was five. I got the Holy Ghost um, just a little bit later when I was about six years old. And I love God and I've always loved God, always had a heart for the things of God. And um, I can't imagine any other life than living it for Jesus. I just don't understand how there could ever be an alternative or another option but living a life for God. Um, I have been married to the love of my life, Josiah Frankfurt, for the past eight years. We've been together for nine years, but I've known him since I was about seven or eight years old. And he's truly my best friend the best man I've ever met, and just just a really cool guy, to be honest with you. He's, he's really cool, really smart. I really, really lucked out. <laughs> um, I am a mom. I have two little boys, Alan and Andrew. They are six and four years old and the absolute light of my life. Besides my salvation and Josiah, they are the best gift that the Lord has ever given me. I am a stay-at-home mom. I homeschool my boys. My oldest, Alan, is in first grade, and my youngest is in uh, preschool, kindergarten. He just kind of does what um, his older brother does on a scaled-down version, Um, and I love it. All I've ever wanted to do with my life was be a stay-at-home wife and mom and homeschool. Um, My mom homeschooled me and my brother, my brother and I, kindergarten through 12th grade and I just knew that this is what I wanted to do with my life was take care of my family and I praise God every day even on the bad days that this that my dreams became reality and I'm so thankful to my husband that he works so hard to provide so I can stay home with with our boys um Normally when I meet people, I always ask them to give me an interesting fact about themselves, something that kind of breaks the ice a little bit. So I thought I would give you a couple of facts about me so you can get to know me a little bit better and break the ice a little bit, get to know my personality a little bit. Um, I'm a classically trained pianist. I played classical piano from the time I was five years old until I was about 17 years old. And to let you know how big of a nerd I am, um, I if you didn't know, you know now that you can play classical piano competitively. And so I did not do sports. I didn't do any of those things. I played competitive classical piano. 
I now play in our local church. Um, my husband and I kind of run the music department for our local church. And um, it has been such a blessing having that background, but it is quite a transition to go from playing classical music where it's very strict and everything's like perfectly laid out for you to kind of a more um, in the flow, bare bones, uh, you kind of have to do your own thing uh, type of music, the way that we, we play church music and stuff. But I enjoy it. I love it. And actually, one of my resolutions this year was to become a better keyboardist for worship and for our, for our church. Um, I think it's important to always be developing your skills and to never stop pursuing um, being better at the things that the Lord has given you. Um, my favorite movie of all times is Harvey Girls. It's a musical with Judy Garland in it. I am a big sucker for an old 1940s, 50s musical, but that one is my favorite. If you haven't watched it, I recommend it. It is so cute and it always makes me smile. My favorite book of the Bible is the book of Job. I um, really resonate with a lot of what Job says and what is in the book of Job. Um, I'd always been really fascinated by the book of Job through my whole life, but it wasn't until about three and a half to four years ago that I really understood what Job was kind of going through and his pain and his mind at the time. And, um, Ever since then, every time I go back and I reread that book, um, that book of the Bible, it just ministers to me because I, I understand his pain and what he was going through. My favorite verse from that book um, is actually the title of the book that I wrote, which is my next fact about myself. I'm an author, um, is uh, Job 13, 15, where it says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And then the last uh, fact about myself, um, I said, you know, I'm, I'm an author, but um, I guess the very last thing about myself that I think is important for you to know, I have it written down, is I have never broken a bone. Um, I have thought I broke a bone, but I have never broken a bone. And pray with me that I never do because that seems horrifying to me, that scares me to think about like your bone breaking. Oh, please pray with me that that never happens. So let's talk a little bit about why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place. Um, I will be honest with you, in order for me to share that with you, even though I kind of let you just know some surfacey things about myself, I need to share a little bit of my story with you. Um, so I got married when I was 18 years old and it was wonderful. And, you know, the first two years of mine and my husband's marriage, um, we were young and dumb and broke and, you know, we did all the young, dumb, broke things. Um, and, just loved life and we're in a we're in a tiny little apartment and just you know really just searching out the will of God and really kind of getting to know 
um, this person that we had, you know, pledged our lives to. Um, and then I got pregnant with my oldest son and that was scary. I found out the day before I turned 20 years old and I remember finding out that I was pregnant and I will always feel bad about this because my parents did not get this beautiful, like, uh, you know, like reveal of like, you know, when they pull out the onesie or the ultrasound picture, they did not get any of that. They got a crying, terrified mess running down their basement stairs. They were, I lived about two streets over from my parents at the time. And I ran down my base, the basement stairs of the house that I used to live in, the house I grew up in, crying my eyes out. And my parents thought that my husband had died. And I was like, no, that's not what happened. I'm pregnant and I'm scared. And they laughed at me thinking about it now oh my goodness they laughed at me and they hugged me and they said everything was going to be okay and you know that this was a wonderful thing and it was a wonderful thing and once I calmed down I realized how wonderful it was but I just remember looking at that positive pregnancy test and going oh my goodness my whole world has just changed um and so I always just think that's funny. And I told my husband and he looked like he was about to pass out. And, you know, then he was like super happy. And the next week we like bought a new car because I think he was like, this has to be safe for the baby. And yeah, we were funny first time parents. But anyway, um, we were in a life group about, I was about, I don't know, 18 weeks pregnant. And, um, the Lord spoke through one of the members of this life group and basically said, some things are going to happen. And all you need to know is that your baby is in the palm of my hand. Your family is in the palm of my hand and I am going to work everything out for your good. And about three weeks later, yeah, three or four weeks later, um, I got some really scary news at my anatomy scan that, um, basically without going into too much graphic detail or medical details, um, my body was, could not handle the weight of, um, the baby and uh, the weight of Alan. And, um, it, they were worried that, it was going to um, end in uh, preterm labor. So we, I, I needed to go on like home bed rest and stuff like that. And I went to like um, something called maternal fetal medicine. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's like, you know, like a high risk doctor um, for women who are pregnant. And um, so I started getting weekly appointments and um the worst happened. I ended up in something called silent labor. I was in labor and did not realize it. And, um, at 23 weeks, no, 24 weeks and four days, um, sitting in a hospital bed, 20 years old, scared out of my mind with my husband next to me, my 21 year old husband next to me, we had a, um, neonatologist look at us and say, there's a, there's about a 50% chance that your baby will be born in the next 24 hours. And if he is, there's about a 40 to 50% chance that he either won't make it through delivery 
or if he does make it through delivery, he will have serious complications for the rest of his life. Um, and that's if he lives and he, if he makes it through, this was like Andrew, not Andrew, that's my younger son. Alan was like right on the, like the viability, um, threshold of like he, of, I think it's like 23 or 22 or 23 weeks is like the baby is viable outside the womb. So he was like right on that mark. And I was terrified and they gave me a bunch of medicine and thankfully he wasn't born. And then, um, you know, they got everything all calmed down and they thought I was going to be able to go home and they, um, put me on the contraction monitor again. And I, um, to kind of like monitor, they, they did it, uh, you know, every so often, but they put me on the contraction monitor, you know, like a day before they were going to let me go home. And I was in preterm labor again and didn't realize it. Um, I didn't feel it. And, um, so, you know, other rounds of medications, they finally stabilized everything. And at 28 weeks, they said, you can go home, but you're going to be on bed rest and you're going to have to go to these appointments every week and all that stuff. But I was like, okay, I'm going to be home. I'm going to get to sleep in a real bed. You know, this is going to be great. I can sleep next to my husband. Like this is going to be wonderful. And I got one night of sleep next to my husband and I woke up in the morning and I had had a placental abruption. And so I remember being wheeled uh, we went to maternal fetal medicine and you know they hook me up to this monitor again and they're like yeah you're contracting in a placental abruption pattern and you know all this stuff and i remember they put me in this hospital like this wheelchair and they were wheeling me to the um, labor and delivery floor and it, it there's like a breezeway that would that connected the maternal fetal medicine office to the labor and delivery floor and they were wheeling me down this hallway and my mom's next to me and i have never felt so emotionless and numb more than i did um in that moment if that makes sense and i just i i i didn't even like in that moment i questioned if god was even real i could because i couldn't feel him i couldn't feel anything i and they wheeled me right back to the very same room that I had just left the day before. And I got in there and I was alone and I just started crying. And I was like, God, are you even real? What is going on here? What is happening? And um, I remember later that evening, my... Um, pastor and his wife and my parents and then you know an, another pastor in our church came and they prayed with me and i remember looking at all and with me and my husband and i remember looking at all of these faces praying and obviously feeling the presence of god and i was just i could feel nothing and i in that moment in my mind i remember just crying out to god and saying god if you are real let me feel what they're feeling and I felt such a warmth and a love. It was like somebody had just wrapped their arms around me and like every molecule of my body felt the love of God. And 
It was in that moment that I knew everything was going to be okay. It might not be my version of okay, but it was going to be okay. And you would think that after that, I would just be like, good for the rest of my life that, you know, oh, yep, I had this experience with God. We're, we're fine. You know, thankfully, by the grace and mercy of God, my son was born full term at 38 weeks and five days. And he was called a medical miracle, like by more than one doctor. My one doctor was like, I've never seen somebody go through what you went through and have a full-term healthy baby that had no health complications. And I give all of that glory to God. Um, And I promise I'm going somewhere with this. And after I gave birth um, to my oldest son, I had a really rough transition into motherhood and I had a hard time balancing things. And I was like, oh my goodness, I've been given this beautiful thing and I love it. And I find all this joy in being his mom, but this is really hard. And then I had my second son and um, I had a very difficult pregnancy with him as well. Um, Went into preterm labor again, had different health complications with him, was really worried about him and, um, you know, just the way that his placenta was and stuff like that. Like it was very scary. And, um, the doctors had kind of told me, you know, you probably should either a not have any more children or wait a couple of years before you have, have any, you try to have any more. And, um, so, you know, we have that going through my head and, you know, I have this tiny little baby and I have this two year old, he was two, my Alan was two years and two months when Andrew was born. So, you know, really close together. And I got very depressed after, um, my son Andrew was born and I, um, you know, had some about of very, um, scary postpartum depression. And I'm not a um, depressed person by nature. I'm a pretty happy person. So this was very new and very foreign. And I'd kind of felt like I would had been treading water semi-successfully for a little while, but I just felt very alone and very um, scared and very sad, very depressed. Um, And I remember in that time wishing that I had someone to talk to or someone who would listen to me. And it wasn't that I didn't have friends. It was just that I didn't know how to reach out to them. And one of the things that I want for this podcast, one of the, um, that, and that I would really love, even if it's just for one woman, that if you can't reach out to someone, if you don't have the words to reach out to someone and explain how you're feeling, that you can come here and you can click on an episode, maybe even this episode, and you can feel seen and you can feel like you're not alone. And you can get that reminder that God loves you. And he has a good plan for your life. Because I'll tell you this, I have two healthy, beautiful sons who are the just the joy of my heart and the light of my life. And they are tiny little testimonies of the goodness of God. And sometimes that will look different for every person. And sometimes bad things happen 
to good people. Bad things happen to good women. And you don't have the, what you think should be the result. Like you, like, you know, I got the result that ever, that I wanted, that I thought should happen. I have my two sons, but you know, it could have very easily gone a different direction. And if it had, God would have still been good. And I would still have to, you know, um, come to terms with that. And so, you know, we'll, we'll talk about all of that in some other episodes. Um, I've had some other things happen in my life that I think really explain that a little bit more, but I say all that to say, I wish that I would have had a podcast like this that, or the one that I hope to produce and what I hope to come across to people. And I pray God gives me the words to share with people is that you're not alone. And you are seen and in those moments where you feel like i felt in that hospital bed of god are you even real i pray that if you are feeling that that you would um feel the love of god right now and that you would just feel his arms wrap around you and you would know that you are not alone and I don't want this to just be a, uh, like a really sad, somber podcast. I want it to be an encouraging podcast because you know what? Jesus took all of my pain in those situations and all of the, you know, what I would say I suffered. I suffered emotional pain in that time. I suffered some physical pain from the side effects from some of the medications and stuff, but he took all of that and he redeemed it. And that is why I Um, chose the name woman redeemed because we each have a story we each have things in our lives that the lord has taken and he has redeemed it be a be it a relationship be it a marriage be it a painful time or situation in your life you know the lord can take those things and he has taken those things and he has washed them and covered them in the blood that he shed on Calvary and he has redeemed it. There's a scripture in the Bible and I will leave it in the show notes, but um, it talks about how the Lord has called us out and he has called us out and he has redeemed us and he has washed us with his blood. And that is the um, premise of this podcast is that the Lord has called us out and he has redeemed us and he has washed us in his blood and everything broken can be made beautiful. Um, and I hope that, and my heart for this is that if I can help just one woman feel that she is seen and I've said that so many times, but that she has a future that is handcrafted by God and a God, a good God, a good father who loves her. Um, I'm definitely not the only voice that you will hear. I'm, I plan on interviewing a lot of different women. I have some lined up. Um, actually, the next podcast that you hear after this one will be an interview with my mother, um, one my favorite woman on the face of the planet. Um, but I have lots of ideas um, and different women that I want to interview that I know personally um, because they all have different stories to share. And they all have different 
ways uh, um, that the Lord has taken their lives and their pain and it has been redeemed and it is being used for good and there is joy and happiness and peace that comes out of it. I want this podcast to be a place of encouragement and love. I want you to, when you press that play button, to get excited because it feels like you're going to have a good chat on the phone with a girlfriend. You know, I want all of my listeners, all of the people, be it one, be it a thousand, you know, whoever listens to this podcast, I want them to walk away. I want you to walk away from every episode feeling closer to Jesus and that this podcast has encouraged your life and encouraged your heart. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I'm planning on the podcast being about 30 to 45 minutes. This one's a little bit under because we're just getting started, but I'm excited and I hope you are excited too. I hope that we can get together and we can chat and we can talk and it'll probably, you know, it's just me talking, but I hope it feels like a chat and a talk and it's an encouragement and it becomes a part of your life that blesses you and brings you closer to God. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for um, choosing this podcast. Um, I will get better at this over time and um, we are going to learn how to do this together. Thank you and have a wonderful